Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we are joined by Trevor. He is an uh, esports caster with AGN and also an esports assistant at Manchester University in Indiana, not the one in England. <laughs> um, so, yeah, without further ado, Trevor, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the audience um, where you started in esports, what kind of sparked your passions in it, um, how that took you through casting for AGN, and then um, currently where you're still at AGN and an esports assistant at Manchester as well. Uh, yeah, so I'd always been kind of interested in esports. It started watching Call of Duty back in the day, um, Advanced Warfare, the Optic Dynasty team. I'm sure people who don't even know what Call of Duty is can kind of tell you or know a little bit about Optic. And that's where I started. I think a lot of people around my age kind of did at that time. Uh, but I didn't really think about a career in esports or anything until I got to college, actually. Um, so I went to college at Manchester University as a sport management major. Um, I went to a business conference um, in Indianapolis. And I got to tour the Pacers gaming facilities in the 2K League. I got to see behind the scenes, meet their director of content, like their main manager. I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this. I watch it all the time. These guys have a job in it. And that's kind of really what sparked it. I was like, I can do it. I know that I can. And mm -hmm. so right around that same time, I found out that our college was making an esports team. I was like, this, there's no way. Like, there's no way that this is happening right now. Mm -hmm. um, found out who was going to be like leading the charge director immediately emailed them hey I would love to be involved I'll help any way possible mm -hmm. um, so one thing kind of led to another um, I ended up getting hired as an assistant and then after I got hired as the assistant I just started following a ton of esports pages and stuff like that just to kind of see what other people are doing to see the direction we want to take it I uh, found AGN and the the owner um, tweeted hey I need casters for this next season uh, hit his dms on twitter like yo i've never done it <laughs> like, oh, i did bro. a little bit of sports casting and stuff mm -hmm. uh, like but i've never like done esports casting he's like come on let, let, we'll get you trained and we'll get you going um casted this whole second season and it was it was a great experience honestly awesome awesome i would love to see that initiative because i think that's something that you know i don't want to say lacks a lot in esports but a lot of people are just afraid you know it's not lacking they're just afraid of this step but obviously you aren't in taking that and now everyone watching like look there's a success story right so take that leap of faith so to say go for it um speaking towards the casting side of things right you've been involved in AG and they're pretty big so take us through like the day-to-day -day of what that casting process looks like behind the scenes because like especially the behind the scenes isn't very um a lot of people don't see it they only see it when you're live so take us through like you know what does the prep work look like what does the production look like behind the scenes um as you you know produce that live content yeah, uh, so luckily, uh, when I'm a caster, I don't have to worry about all the producing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much that goes into that. Like, if you don't have more than two monitors uh, when you're trying to produce, it's going to be really hard for you to get that done. Uh, but uh, as, like, as a caster, what I do, uh, like my day-to-day, -day, is I'll find out who's playing. Um, I'll go through all of our stats, uh, look at key players, things like that. Like, oh, uh, this person has really, like, went, went off in the last couple games, so I want to make sure to know that, to highlight that. Um, like I'll even go back and watch old old VODs of them playing uh, just to kind of see what strategies like, oh, they, they hit A a lot. Um, so let's talk about that. It looks really kind of, well, this team always goes this way and the other goes that. Um, it's a lot of preparing and note taking, which is uh, really weird. Now a lot of people would think that you take a lot of notes when you're just talking about a game as it happens. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to go more on the analytical side of things. I'm not your typical shoutcaster. Um, I kind of break down play by play what's happening. Um, rather than, oh, my gosh, he did that and that and that. Like, I, I don't usually scream. I'm more of a, oh, so this is what they did to make that happen kind of thing. And you have to just know 
the game itself and who's playing the game. And when you have a league that has 10 teams in it, you got to know each thing about the team. Um, so that's kind of like what it goes in in preparing uh, day of. Uh, we hop into our Discord call. Um, the producer sets everything up for us. Like shout out to all producers out there because it really is hard work. Like I couldn't even imagine doing it. Um, but we just kind of talk about it. Uh, sometimes we have our face cams and make sure we uh, look a little bit nice for that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just kind of the day-to-day -day what we do and how we uh, get prepared for it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I always love to like highlight those aspects because um, I don't think you get a ton of visibility, but like there's a ton that goes into casting. It's not just showing up and talking about a game because if you do that, you're probably not going to sound very good um, by any means. You're going to be like, wait, who's that player? Wait, who's playing? Yeah, bad luck. Um, but yeah, just kind of that prep work is awesome. Um, kind of switching gears here to what you do at Manchester University. You know, collegiate esports is growing incredibly fast. So speak us through like your role, what you help with, um, whether that's with the players in particular or any other facet. Just kind of take us through what that looks like for you in particular. Uh, yeah, so we're um, at Manchester. We're going into our second year of esports. Um, and so what I do as like the student assistant is I help our director and coach in really every aspect. Um, I help recruit new players. I'm on the phone almost making cold calls like, hey, you uh, looked at our form. Uh, are you interested in like talking with our coach? Like I'm that like almost initial point of contact um, aside from emails and stuff like that. Um, I produce our streams. Uh, one thing we're trying to really focus on is content. Um, so I, I do see the producer side a little bit. Um, so I, I am able to produce our, we do a lot of League of Legends. So I'll produce the streams, uh, everything that we do there. Uh, just players, I'll talk to them, help schedule practices and stuff. It's, it's really a, a little bit of everything. So I get to see what the director does, help them with that. Um, recruiting, I get to do that. And then even coaching a little bit, I step in and kind of give some takes here and there about uh, what we can see. So it's, it's a little bit of everything, which I love um, as a student wanting to move into it professionally because I'm just building all of that experience. So anytime the director's like, hey, I'm like, yes, before you even finish the sentence, I, I will help you with it. Awesome, awesome. I obviously love to see that and that passion, um, especially like you said, like, hey, yes, sure, whatever. I need to be here at this time. Let's go for it. Um, absolutely great there. A um, couple of things that kept popping up there in those last couple of responses was like the analysts and the coaching, right? So you talked to it a little bit, but expand a little bit more for the viewers, which are majority kind of like on the fringe of esports they play, but they don't really know what goes into it on that competitive level. So speak to like how you analyze, how you coach and what it kind of looks like and what importance you emphasize or what you emphasize in, um, in an importance wise um, to help your players continuously improve. Um, so, I mean, that obviously varies game to game. It, it, it's really comparable to sports. Um, if you think about it, a lot of people say, oh, there's no way you can compare, but it really is. There are a lot of breakdowns that come with it um, that it's very similar. So if, so for example, I, I do cast Call of Duty. So a lot of the, the breaking down and analyzing um, that I look at are, I, look, I focus a lot on search and destroy. Um, I'll look at how people stack up on the map. I make sure I have notes of that. Um, same thing goes into coaching. I know our coach, um, Garrett, uh, at the Manchester um, team, uh, he coaches League of Legends primarily. He'll go through, um, look up uh, all the other players. Uh, what, what like, I'm, I, don't, I don't play a lot of League of Legends, but I, I believe it's champions, uh, what they play. Mm -hmm. um, they're the characters. And they're like, okay, so they're mid. Um, they play this one. So we need to make mm -hmm. sure we have a counter or maybe even ban it if they're really good at it. Um, so it's a lot of um, just research. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't like to research, but a big part of the analyst and coaching goes into just researching who you're playing or even how your team is played. So okay. if we match up against this specific character this way, we need to make sure our other players are doing, are in the right spots or playing the right characters to, 
in order to counter that, even if it's five steps this way or five steps back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that the positioning in almost any esport, I think, or any game title is extremely important. I used to play competitive siege um, back when I was in college, and uh, if you're off by a pixel, you're gonna die. Um, yep. I know that's the case with almost anything, right? If you're one step away in League of Legends, or you're you're just out of the, the range um, in Call of Duty or whatever, then that makes a massive difference in precision is everything, um, for sure. Kind of switching gears um, to it's a lot of things I just kind of want to pick apart. Um, back to the recruiting thing. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think a lot of high school students don't realize that, like, hey, you can be actively recruited um, either for scholarship do dollars or just position on the team, and then still get a great education at a university or college. Um, so speak through the recording, recruiting process that you look for, um, kind of maybe throw in a tidbits of advice um, and what you've seen and been experienced to so far. Um, I would say the biggest thing is just to reach out. Um, so a lot, I know a lot of esports teams, uh, us specifically, we do have or try to have a presence on Twitter. Um, that's how I've gotten a lot of my opportunities, believe it or not. So really try to focus on your social medias, even if it's not uploading clips or things like that, but use that as a way to reach out. Um, I know uh, we send our recruit. I've been to like um, high school competitions with at a table uh, recruiting. Uh, go to those yeah. tables, fill out the cards, get your email out there. Um, find out who the coaches or recruiting assistants, what their emails are. Just send the email like, hey, I'm Trevor Johnson. I'm currently playing these games. Like mm -hmm. you, if you lead out with that, we're going to look at you. We're going to call you, ask follow-up questions. Um, co collegiate esports are still very new. Um, so a lot of programs are just trying to build it. So you don't have to worry about being the highest rank and being the lead, the national leaderboards as that character. Like you don't have to worry about that right now because a lot of colleges are building and a lot of them are team-based esports. So it, mm -hmm. it, a lot of it's how you mesh with your team. And the best way to do that is just to reach out, talk to the coach and see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more, especially on that team faster. Right? I think a lot of people are focused so much individually that they, then they get to college um, and they don't know how to operate on a team and then they get dropped or they get put on the B team or the second string or whatever. And all of a sudden they're like, wait, but like my stats are super good. It's like, no, esports is team, right? Same thing as football, right? You can have the best quarterback in the league. You got no line. You're just going to get sacked all the time. Um, so for sure there. Um, still on the note of collegiate esports, like you just said, it's growing so fast, but it's still so small. So kind of looking towards the future, you know, you've been, um, heavily involved both for the professional and the collegiate side of esports. Where do you hope to see, you know, I'd say this is a two-part question, collegiate and professional esports starts to trend to, right? What positive growth do you think both could take, you know, a unique approach or aspect or perspective on to really start to grow it, to make esports into the next big thing, to actually be the next big thing, if that makes sense? Yeah, so I have a, I I do have an outlook on this. It's something I'm very passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, so um, on the professional side, uh, a lot of people say that it's kind of like not necessarily in its infancy anymore, but it's a toddler. Professional esports, just to compare it that way, it's kind of like a toddler. Like mm -hmm. people kind of know what it's about. It's kind of starting to get its footing and stuff. But uh, in, in order for it to grow, it's going to be a lot of, I, I think, content-related things um, and franchise-based. I know a lot. there are a lot of like split decisions on franchises when it comes to esports, uh, mm -hmm. but I honestly think that's the best way for it to grow and to be that bit next big thing. Um, you, you see the Call of Duty League do it, the Overwatch League. I believe there's, uh, they just started a franchise for CS um, through ESL and stuff. Um, so those, because um, like you have the Chicago Huntsman, so mm -hmm. people in Chicago are like, hey, what is this? Like, oh, I played Call of Duty when I was younger. Let's let's check this out. That 
it's my home team and they start to see it and like wait a minute this is kind of cool they start watching it more viewers the the league itself can grow and then ultimately like oh if you like this league maybe you check out that because you saw something about it mm-hmm. i think that's a big way for the professional side to grow and um if professional esports are a toddler i'd say collegiate esports are still definitely kind of in its infancy yeah. um, it's not something you see a lot about uh, necessarily just yet um, I think the best way for co- uh, colleges to kind of get their name out there is through content mm-hmm. um, and social media, using your platform, getting your university to tweet out a clip of your players doing something crazy and stuff, because that's, I mean, honestly, with how um, youth today are, it's it's all through social media. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, myself, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always on Twitter, you know, and like mm-hmm. I'm a college student. So uh, content-based things are, I think, the way to grow and how to get that footing and kind of become the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. One thing I always say is that, like, always focus, like, there's two sides of branding, right? There's your team or your business or your university or whatever, whatever you're affiliated with. And then there's your personal brand, right? Grow both at the same time by trying to, like, mesh the both. Because um, then, you know, you're helping what you're playing for or you're, you know, working for. And then also, you still have your personal brand um, that you can take with you to the next big thing or just keep growing itself. So always looking at that uh, branding and, like you said, that content base. Because I think everyone wants them to touch and feel, mostly video. Um, and then kind of go from there. Kind yeah, of back uh, to the franchise point. Well, I, actually, can I add something to that yeah, real quick? Go for it. Go um, for so it. That, that's one thing that I think colleges should really do um, is focus on how you can promote a player's brand. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, if someone's going to college to play esports, that usually means they have aspirations to play professionally. Mm-hmm. The biggest way to do that is kind of have a platform and have a brand. And mm-hmm. I think a really big way for colleges to grow is emphasize how you can grow this player's brand by going through your um, program yeah absolutely i think that kind of brand development just like you said i think i've talked to a number of colleges that do focus on that in some level um, or another where they're you know trying to promote those students for their own brand and their own skills um even if they don't go pro like that brand sells visibility to job right to jobs to careers to employers um in the esports realm they're like hey they're way active in the esports realm I want this person as my social media manager, or I want this person to, you know, head our creative development for our Twitch streams or production or whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a job opportunity that, you know, maybe not playing pro, but, you know, going into esports still, I think it's just as good, if not even a little bit better. Cause even if you do go pro, you can only play for so long, especially in the way the meta is right now, like two, three, four years, and you're kind of on the down uh, for sure. Um, Kind of going back a little bit, I didn't want to touch on the franchise outlook. I really love how you said, like, you know, brought up Chicago Huntsman, right? And, like, Chicago, like, that's a city. People that live in Chicago will be like, hey, there's a team? What is this? And they start to look at it. Um, so kind of explain, ex, um, expand a little bit more on that and kind of, like, the futuristic ability of, like, hey, okay, we have these franchise-centric states, you know, countries in Europe or cities in America, um, and kind of, like, what you think that's going to look like, like, say, like, five years from now. Uh, honestly, just look at professional sports. Uh, you see someone, they grow up in Indianapolis, they're a diehard Pacers fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone yeah, grow, uh, grows up in New York, I mean, they're Yankees or Mets fan. Mm-hmm. It just kind of go, goes with it. And that, that's the biggest way, I think, to really help grow that is just being getting out there and attaching a city to it almost gives you a better chance of being seen. Uh, because if, so, if you're just the huntsman, that play Call of Duty. I mean, no one's going to know who you are. I mean, you, you might. I mean, the, I mean, I think like the Huntsmen themselves do a good job of getting their name out there, but other teams and upcoming franchises in esports, it's not going to be that easy. You're not necessarily going to have that platform. Uh, so being able to have that city, it's, it's going to move uh, 
and amass a bigger like following in the next few years and mm-hmm. by adding that city with it you just get people who walk by see a sign oh there's the chicago huntsman or the dallas empire like what's this like i've never heard of this team and mm-hmm. they go and check it out and j- just by getting those couple clicks it could lead to hey did you see this and did you see that and mm-hmm. it just kind of leads to that bigger following and can grow and we have the big home stands it's obviously a little bit weird this year but mm-hmm. when you have a when you have a big event in your hometown like people are going to see the ads for that they're gonna be like whoa what's this let's go to that um, mm-hmm. and they start to see and get involved with the culture and it just keeps growing and growing and all of a sudden you're having to build specific esports arenas like it it can't be in this place because that's it's not big enough anymore exactly yeah i absolutely agree i think that is going to come to fruition. Um, it's just a question of time, especially with COVID right now, kind of slowing down the process for obvious reasons. But I really do hope that starts to pick up again as the pandemic ends and everything goes back to normalcy in a safe way, of course. Uh, but once that starts to happen, I can't wait to see, like you said, like maybe a park full of people like, hey, the arena's right over there. I can't wait. The game's starting in an hour. You know, we're going to have some fun before and kind of go from there. I'd absolutely love to see it. Um, unfortunately, we are um, almost out of time here. I will leave you with one last question. Uh, most of our audience, as I said before, is, you know, those people that are trying to get into esports, don't know a lot about it. And then a lot of high school students looking to get to that next level, whether it's collegiately, professional, or in the esports industry. So what piece of advice um, from your experience, you know, you've been really active and uh, took that initiative. What, uh, what advice would you have for them um, to stay on that path, you know, keep getting better for their, their playing side and also focusing on the esports industry as well? What advice would you have to help bolster them to the next level? Uh, my biggest, like, uh, take, take the leap. I'm not, I'm not saying quit your day job, quit your nine to five. Like, I'm not saying that at all, but s- send that Twitter DM because that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly how I got involved with casting and how I've like helped grow my following and stuff like that it was I saw someone post a thing on Twitter hey looking for casters for this next season I'm mm-hmm. like what why can't I do that like it's something that I'm very passionate about I love doing it what why not me and mm-hmm. that's I think that's the biggest question you need to ask yourself is why not me people mm-hmm. are doing it so why can't I um just send send that message send the email and that, that's the best thing that I have to say and if it's something you're truly about uh, passionate about just grind uh, I'm all, I, f- I feel like I'm always at my computer, whether it be working on graphics mm-hmm. for the university or editing my own videos or doing research for casting, watching VODs all day. Like just, mm-hmm. just grind and ask yourself, why not me? Why can't I? Yeah, absolutely. Just take that. Like you said, I, I literally can't agree with you more. Um, I feel so strongly about that just as much as you do, I think. And, you know, so many students are just hesitant. It's like, no, take the hesitancy out of it and go for it. Cause like, you're going to find someone that says, yes, here's the opportunity. Um, and then the best thing on top of that is the community in esports is so great, right? I know some parts of it get a bad rep, but generally, if you seek help, you're going to get positive help from people that, you know, like yourselves, like, hey, you need a question about video editing or how to improve your casting? Boom, done, easy. This is how you do it and then help bolster them to their next level as well. So that's incredible. We are on a, out of time, unfortunately. Great discussion, a number of different um, aspects of esports. Real quick, Trevor, plug yourself. Tell us where we can find you on social media, on Twitch, um, so we can watch your streams um, for casting and all of that good stuff. Yeah, um, so I, I, like I said, my, I'm always on Twitter. That's probably my best platform. Uh, so uh, all of my stuff is retweeted, whether it be video streams, whatever I'm involved in is, is retweeted mm-hmm. on my Twitter. That's uh, going to be at Trevor uh, with a, o in, or a zero instead of an O and four R's at the end of it. I mean, that's 
just my name, just add a couple R's at the end, change the O to a zero. You see that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, like, and that, my YouTube's the same thing, except with three R's, because you can't have too many repeating letters or something yeah. when I tried to make it. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's basically me. Like I said, it's Twitter. Um, and I retweet a lot of things to help other people get involved. Just like, just maybe it pops up on someone's timeline. Uh, so I really can't stress checking out that Twitter because I'll retweet stuff from whether it be Esports Trade Association, uh, AGN, um, or even my own university for people to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. I love to see that, you know, mentality to keep growing the esports industry from A to Z, from behind the scenes to news to playing, all of that great stuff. Um, so to everyone out there, thanks for watching. Um, stay healthy and stay happy in the current pandemic. Make sure you take care of yourselves and your loved ones. And ultimately, stay plugged in. Mm -hmm.